Here at Gays Talking Straight, we care about your overall health and well-being. We are not medical experts or healthcare professionals. Nothing we say should be construed as medical advice. If you have questions or concerns about your health or well-being, please contact your healthcare provider. Welcome to Gays Talking Straight. I'm your host, Richard Lamberti. I'm here today with Nathaniel Butler, and we're talking about dating. Nathaniel, you and I met back in July on the Sunday night of your Landmark Forum. Mm -hmm. And that was a really interesting evening for me. I had a couple of people that were there, and you had met them already. And because of that, we started talking to each other, you know, getting together for a drink or coffee. And then you said to me at some point, you need to be in front of a camera. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To which my response was basically, no. And yet, here we are. So... Since then, you've actually had the opportunity to have some reading, reading some of the materials that I have worked on for mm-hmm. this project, and also, you know, opportunities to talk with me more about that. And I want you to tell me from that what your experience has been and why you're here today. All right. So when we first met, you had just very charismatic personality, and <laughs> you're very blunt and <laughs> to the point. <laughs> and I admired that because not a lot of people are going to say what's on their mind and call things like it is. So as our conversation went on, I expressed to you what was going on in my life with the divorce and everything else. And you kind of guided me in a direction of, you know, in my years of experiences, this is what I've seen. This is what I've told other people. And this is the outcome. And the more I listened to you, the more I realized there's a lot of value in what you have to say and the knowledge that you've had over all the years. So from there, you shared with me that script, that long (laughs) 40 page script. And I'm in a happy relationship with someone literally just from page one. I skipped like five pages down. (laughs) So I'm sure there's a lot more that I could pick up on, but yeah, just, just that one little bit has set me on a path that's, Pretty incredible. Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, and it's very, it's heartwarming to hear that something I might say would have that kind of impact on people's lives. That's been a lot of what I've been doing over the years is just have conversations with people. And sometimes they have an impact on their lives. And I get to hear about that after the fact. I genuinely want people to have lives that they love, to not be surviving the gay world, but to move beyond that into living and even thriving in a community that can be challenging, especially for young gay men and the things that happen to them. I have a lot of conversations about dating and relationship and the confusion that arises because People don't understand dating at all. And they end up too quickly in these deeply intimate relationships with no foundation. And then things happen that don't always work out so well. I want to help people learn, try different things. If you know what your intention is, and your intention is to just be dating casually, whatever that means, find a friend with benefit, an activities partner, uh, 
something that you don't intend to have be serious but allows for that physicality in a comfortable way. That's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. And what you do to get there should work towards that goal. Mm -hmm. But more often than not, I get told, I want a long-term relationship. And then I ask them about what they're doing and the process they're engaged in isn't going to get them there. It's like they're buying the lottery ticket in the hope to win the billion-dollar prize. And every once in a while, somebody's going to win that lottery. But most of the time, you lose. And over time, that's damaging for people. They become cynical and resigned about what's possible mm. in the realm of relationship and, and having that, that intimacy that we desire. Thinking, oh, it'll never happen to me. It's going to be one in a billion. Well, or I tried that, I tried that, I tried that, and it hasn't worked, so why bother? Now, just in the last week, I've had three different people say to me, I'm done. It's like, don't be done. You're 24 years old. Don't be done. There's hope. (laughs) (laughs) There is, right? But part of that is kind of unpacking what do you want? Not just what you say you want, Mm -hmm. but what do you actually want? And then figuring out what you can do with your life to move you in that direction. And I, I don't care what that is that you want. But if I can say something that actually gets you on the path to what you say you want, then that's a good thing. I was one who met someone on Grinder, my ex. We were together for six years, married for three. And our song was, I knew I loved you before I met you. How I'm not even, I'm not even joking I with love- you. I'm not even joking with you. I was on a trip to Pennsylvania for my family. And we started messaging the day before, so never met him. Was up there for about two, three weeks, came back, met just like, you're the one. And we were together ever since for six years and ended last year. And the process of those six years were something else. Well, I think one of the things that I know about you is it was six years because you made a commitment and you were trying your best to live into that commitment even though that was a struggle, Mm -hmm. even though there wasn't that foundation of shared values to make the commitment on top of. Commitment came first, then the search for the foundation. Mm -hmm. And that didn't necessarily comfortable at all. I remember you telling me something about what your ex said, that you know who he ended up being was not who essentially the promise of it was at the beginning. Yeah, we both changed so much in that time frame and we didn't have a solid foundation. So who we initially wanted the other person to be and who we were at the end of it were two completely different people. And we didn't balance each other out at all. People grow, people change, people learn. All of that's true and it's going to happen regardless of how slowly you get to know somebody. People grow over time, circumstances change that has an impact. What's more stable is somebody's values. Mm -hmm. But uncovering those values, that takes time. So the information that you gave me was about 40 pages long, I want to say. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, And I really kind of focused on just the first page, which was dating. 
And I just got out of a divorce, signed the papers in August. So we talked about it the December before. So I was meeting people. I did the whole grinder thing. I did the whole Tinder thing. And I just wanted to get out there. I had no intention of meeting anybody whatsoever. So I went on a date with a gentleman and we kind of immediately hit it off and we decided to go out on a date. So we went to PF Chang's and it was right off of International and we liked each other so much and we had a very easy flow of conversation. So we decided to walk on the strip there. And from that, we're just like, you know what, let's hang out again. But in our conversation, I told him I'm going through a divorce. I'm really not looking for anything special. So he was kind of friend zoned right away. <laughs> and I didn't know he actually liked me more that very day, but I just had like a wall up and I was just like, I don't want anything more. So kind of put him in that zone. Well, but that was important for you. Yes. And in your life to know where your boundaries were at that point in time. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not ready to be dating, then maybe it's a good idea to not be dating. And that doesn't mean you can't spend time with people, get to know them. Yeah, you know, how socialize. Do you make well, how do you make friends, right? You spend time with them. You actually do the same kinds of things you would if you were dating. You just don't have that intention in mm -hmm. there for it to potentially become romantic. Correct. And so you're telling me that, yeah, that's where you're at. Spend time, get to know each other. And he didn't happen to mention that. No, <laughs> he did not. <laughs> so when did that come up? Um, so we went out for a Christmas party and it was an amazing time. Uh, we both had a little bit too much to drink. Uh, me more than him because he was the DD at the time. So as we were driving home, listening to Taylor Swift, I can't even remember what song it was. Um, he leaned over and was just like, so... I like you. I think he said, I like, like you, or I like you a lot. I was halfway drunk, so I don't remember. And I knew in that moment, like all of the things that I read on the document that you gave me was just like running through my head. And I told myself like, this is a really important conversation and I do not want to mess this up. Because over time I started to like him a little bit more and I had the idea of we're just friends and I never entertained the idea of anything more until he like broke that wall because I didn't know he felt that way. So it was never even a possibility to me. So once he said that, the next day went home, had some time to think about it, pulled up the computer, <laughs> reread everything that you said. <laughs> and one of the biggest things that stood out was define dating. And I just wanted to start with that. So met him again um, right before New Year's and we were watching something on Disney Plus, and I said, would you like to have that conversation? And he very reluctantly was just like, sure, why not? So we decided, okay, what is dating to you? What is dating to me? Well, this, this is interesting to me because you're saying what you did is something that very few people actually consciously or deliberately do. You took the time, first of all, to think about for yourself how would it look to transition from I think of this guy to, as a friend to mm -hmm. thinking of him in a new way. And what would that look like as a process? I think you know people often spend more time looking for the job that they want than they do on <laughs> thinking about dating or how it might work. 
And yet they're going to tell you they want that long-term relationship and they want it to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. And they really, they don't know how, or they don't know how to put the effort into it. And you did. Well, I learned. Well, that's remarkable though. And I think that's one of the things we want to talk about in Gays Talking Straight is really kind of distinguishing what is dating? What's dating that's not being in a relationship? You know, that it's not met on grinder, had a great night, say goodbye in the morning or way, be, way before morning, <laughs> hook up again. Then you go for coffee and you actually start learning something about each other. And now we're dating. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, dude, you're not dating. <laughs> There's got to be some other word that we could use for what you're doing. They start with X and then go back to A. There you go. Right. Dating is some other process where you get to know before you make that investment because that intimacy that can be created from the physicality creates a false sense of how well you know each other. Mm -hmm. You had the opportunity to know him first. Yes. Well, I just happen to think that that gives you a better shot. It does. Well, so you had a conversation that was just a little odd to have maybe. And how'd it go? It went really well. Um, at first, it was kind of just like, dating to me is X. And for me, X is getting to know a person before you establish the relationship. And I say, once you establish the relationship, then it goes on to engagement. And then once you engage, you go on to marriage. But I said, for dating for me is going out with that person, hanging around their circle of friends, hanging around my circle of friends, going in different situations, we decided to make a meal together. We went grocery shopping together. We're just like, let's see like, who has the dominant personality, who likes to take charge in the situation, because those are things in a long-term relationship that you're probably going to do, is stuff like grocery shopping. Well, how about just like, who cooks better? Right. Or you <laughs> right. find out that neither one of us is a good cook. And, so. and we're going to do takeout for the rest of the relationship, and that's fine. <laughs> exactly. Or you both love to cook. Yeah. Or one of you is great at cooking, and the other one is happy to wash the dishes. Ex- yeah, I don't know. I don't do dishes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then you better cook, right? Yes, which I do. <laughs> but that's actually one of the things that I talk about. And you're picking up somewhere in a process that if you had met him initially with that potential of romantic being there, that kind of a date, the go to the grocery store, cook a meal together, is something I would consider mid-process. That those early dates, when you're just getting to know somebody, would look different. Mm -hmm. Very much like what you'd be doing to getting to know a friend, but with that intention in the background. And intentionality matters. Knowing what your intention is, Mm -hmm. and then having your actions align to that so that you have a better chance of the outcome. Yeah. What I see a lot of is people saying one thing, they're looking for a long-term relationship, but the behavior doesn't match at all. Being on Grinder with a profile that shows that wonderful bare torso and every description of what you're into sexually, and then, oh, by the way, only interested in long-term relationship. And on prep. <laughs> and I believe every word of that. Yeah. I believe the photographs. That's what I believe. And then at two in the morning when you're there asking me what you're looking for, yeah, you're looking for a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. It 
had to be a little unusual for him to have somebody be so deliberate. I think it took him by surprise. I think, yeah. But in a good way. Good. Yeah. It was, it was something that every conversation we had, he just kind of stared at me. <laughs> and, and like, he had a little bit of a smile, but at the same time, he was just like, what the? this is unorthodox. And I've told him to this day, and I'm just like, I'm not like anyone you've ever dated. <laughs> well, good, right? From there, then you have a different place that you're working from. Yes. And he's on board with that. Mm-hmm. So now you're creating, I mean, it's been over a month since the new year. Yes. And so you're creating some new things. So what have you done in the interim that's helped you grow into that knowing of each other and building that foundation that might work? So he has a crazy job. So he works till like 11 o'clock at night and I'm an independent contractor. So I'm all over the place. I have off on weekends. He works on weekends. So one of the things that I wanted to do was still have that communication. Mm -hmm. So I decided to do a meaningful question a day. And it could be something little. Like he asked me, I think it was earlier today, like, what's the most adventurous thing that you did? And for him, it was completely moving to a different state and starting a new job. And for me, it was quitting my job in sales after six years and not having a backup plan to do something that I wanted to do that I loved. So little questions like that, like, what do you do in those tough situations really has kind of helped us to understand each other a little bit more. And I like, he doesn't know this, but (laughs) I keep all the questions like in my phone. (laughs) So like, I can reference back to him. So if I want to plan any specific event, I like have all the information that I need. But that's awesome. I love ritual as a part of dating and relationship, building, building something together. Ritual is this interesting thing. You know, you look it up and it often has references to like the ceremonial things around religious practices. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that. I mean exactly what you just said. A question a day or especially when you have those disparate schedules and it can be hard to be with each other. I like the idea of just having the agreement that as part of the ritual that my first text to you every morning and my last text every night before I stop using my phone will be to you. And that way, time zones don't matter, differences in schedule don't matter. Mm -hmm. I could wake up to a message that's from you, and I would go to bed giving you one and creating that kind of a ritual in the relationship. My brother and his wife. My brother never leaves the room without giving her a kiss. Mm. It's just this beautiful thing. And I don't know where they came up with this, but it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter what mood he's in or what mood she's in. That's their ritual. And it supports their relationship in this wonderful way. Hmm. Yeah, we do that, and I didn't even realize it. I wake up early, so I message him, and he gets done late, and he messages me. Mm -hmm. It gives you that intimacy in this modern world where it can be hard to find time to be with each other. Oh, yes. And lots of couples have to deal with that disparate schedule. Or you know, living together apart, that, that it could be hard to be in the same physical space with each other and have that part of the, the relationship be there for you. That's the next phase. We're not there yet. Well, no, but still, <laughs> you're, you're on this path. Yeah. In all of this, 
What's not gone so well? Um, there's been a couple times, so I am, by every definition of the word, a white boy that can't dance. <laughs> I just, I do not have it in me, no matter, and you're the exact opposite because you're a ballroom dancer. So I would love to learn how, and maybe I'll take lessons. And that was one of the ideas that I have was let's take a dancing lesson together. So, you know, but I went to an event with him. And we decided for the whole month of January that we're not going to have any alcohol. So went to the event and I just kind of got in my head. I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to look like such an idiot. He like invited me and there's all of his friends. And I'm just like, I'm just going to look like such a fool. So I had to take some time and I like excuse myself and step to the back of the group. And I just kind of stayed there. And I expressed to him like, this is what was going on in my mind, as silly as it is, but... I just didn't want to be like the goofball at that time. My headspace wasn't in it. So having to share that with him was kind of terrifying to me because for him, he's the social one. He's the one who can go out, hype everybody up and be everyone's best friend. So I felt like I was crashing his style. And he dances. He he's doesn't a, dance professionally, a, but... No, no, but he's a... His culturally dance yes. is a part of his expression. Oh, he can move. He's Latin. He can move. And well, so... not Latin. The salsa, the... the yeah, whatever. He can move. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be confronting if you're not a dancer to yeah. deal with something like yeah. that. So you had this moment. You were uncomfortable. You had the, the wherewithal, the awareness to just step back and, mm -hmm. and then actually say something. Mm-hmm. That could have gone a lot of different ways than that. It could have. So again, that, that consciousness, that awareness in the moment of, of taking the time and then trusting, I'm going to say this anyway. What was his response? Um, he did not see it at all because I was in the back of the group. Mm -hmm. So he was having fun with his friends. Everyone was dancing. And when I said I was going to excuse myself to go to the bathroom, he honestly thought I was going to use the bathroom. <laughs> so the whole thing was just made up in my head. But him saying the next thing, which was really kind of struck me, he's just like, I don't care if you're uncomfortable. I don't care if you do not feel like dancing. He's like, just let me know. Just tell me. And that was a learning for me, we're just like in the future, if something happens like that, being up front with him was something that I just need to be. Okay. You've made a lot of progress in this relationship, mm -hmm. to use that word. Where are you in that relationship? Where, where are you at with it? I would say we're still at the foundation. We're still dating. Building that foundation. Yeah. Yeah, we are, you know, completely dedicated to each other. We're not talking to other people. We're completely monogamous, but we're not putting a label on it as relationship. Okay. One of the things that I like to kind of suggest to people in this process, the very early part of dating, there's no harm in having coffee with more than one person in a week. After all, you, what's the point in making a commitment too soon? Mm -hmm. That commitment doesn't have legs. At some point when you've learned about someone and there is some foundation of shared values that's been uncovered, maybe not enough to build the whole house on, right? mm -hmm. but there's something there. I think it's useful for people to say, we're going to be exclusive. And I pick that word deliberately rather than monogamous, because even if your intention is to end up in a relationship that's open and some people have that intention, 
that you should spend some period of time exclusively with this person, mm. really taking the time to get to know them. And that's part of the dating process. It's a, it's a stage that comes later and allows you to more deeply explore that foundation and see what's there. From that point, then you can start to have a conversation about what would this look like as a relationship? Do you want a monogamous relationship? Do you want an open relationship? If it's going to be open, what are the rules? Because there still have to be some kind of boundaries. And there has to be time in this interaction to have those experiences where things don't go well. Mm -hmm. The early part of the dating process tends to be pretty artificial. We create situations that are intended to go well. And it lets us put our, you know, that pretty face, get to know each other a little bit first mm -hmm. before we figure out what's not quite so nice. But life doesn't go that way all the time. Life is full of things that don't go well. And you want to know how this person handles life when it's not going well. Get to that stage, you start deliberately doing things to explore how do you handle the difficult days? Hmm. That builds that foundation more. When you've reached that point, then it's reasonable to start talking about what kind of commitment can you make that moves the process forward? Okay. Again, commitment doesn't have to be you and me the rest of our lives. There's a lot of commitments that you can make before then. Yeah. I like to talk in terms of a progressive commitment process, which is this phrase, right? What's that mean? You make a commitment and then you fulfill on that commitment and you both have the opportunity to then evaluate, do I want to make the next step? Hmm. And that's what dating is about from the beginning. It's also like the job interview process. You agree to one thing. You agree to one coffee date. It went well. You agree to something next. As you go, those commitments take on greater scope, greater depth, greater value. So you've made some kind of a commitment about exclusivity. Correct. And in that time frame, you're exploring options, learning more. About each other. Yeah. yeah. And for you, that becomes relationship when you're ready to make a commitment about being together physically. I look at it as dating is that foundation. Mm -hmm. And once you build upon that, the house that you build is the house that you move into when you get to the relationship. Okay. So that's kind of what our agreement was when we talked about it. Good. And he agrees with that. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's very fortunate, right? <laughs> but that also is an indication that you have found someone who shares enough of your values that when you vision that future, there's some degree of synchronicity yes. about what that looks like. Yeah. It's challenging when you try to say your future to somebody and they're going, what? No, no. We're already in a relationship. We were in a relationship the first time we boinked, you know. <laughs> That's a lot of people's lives, right? Sadly. So I, I, I respect your caution. Uh, I respect that you 
are taking the time to really build that foundation, mm -hmm. there's no guarantee that it results in the one, the only. No. no. But it certainly gives you a better shot at building something that can withstand the, the way that life is. Because mm -hmm. life doesn't come at you nice. Life comes at you. And you gotta you want somebody by your side that's gonna be there when going gets tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you looking for next? So, I would say right now we're both focusing on our goals for 2020. He has a goal that he wants to have with his company and the industry that he's in. I have a goal that I wanna be at. So, we're taking the entire year and we're just saying, we're just going to date. We're going to be committed to each other. We're going to experience different situations, different scenarios, different settings. And then from that year, we're going to, like you said, evaluate it and then decide what we want to do next. Cause it's nice to have an agreement on this is what I want to do next. But until that next chapter comes, let's actually focus and evaluate the chapter that we're on right now. And a lot of people, they just want to go from A, like I said, A to X. They want to get there. One of the stupidest things I heard was, oh, we're young, so we're just going to be together and start our journey off from the get-go. But there's so much fun you can have within that process by taking it slow, by taking your time. And we both are at points in our life where we realize that. You know, We both are in our 30s. So we want to enjoy our time with our friends, but still have a connection in a commitment towards each other that is building over time by the end of the year when we evaluate it we can make a decision have have the two of you taken a trip together not yet we have it planned though oh. no, no no we have it planned we're going to go to the beach one day okay. so i told him to get a playlist ready so we're gonna see what type of music do we enjoy is it something that we can kind of like merge our styles together what do you like that i don't like and vice versa so day trip yeah okay Start I'm, off again. Start off small. We're I not going to do a whole vacation. I no, I, I, these people that have known each other for four weeks and they're booking the cruise together. It's no, like, whoa! You can't no. even get off the boat that easily. Yeah, a little scary to me. No. So yeah, we're going to do a day trip. We're going to do a beach day, and kind of go from there. Baby steps. Well, I I don't know that it's a baby process for you. I think it's a really. <laughs> adult and mature process that True. you're engaged in. Yes. And I would love to hear more about it when we have a chance to talk again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. At truly my pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Gaze Talking Straight. Special thanks to our guest, Nathaniel Butler. You can find our videos at www.youtube.com slash gaze talking straight. That's STR number eight. Gaze Talking Straight is recorded at Timaqua in Orlando, Florida, www.timacua.com. Timaqua, where they've been making art since 2000. Our executive producer is Judy Wallace, directed by Raphael Pignon. Video and audio by Benoit Glazer, who also wrote and performed our theme music. Our social media manager is Nathaniel Butler. Sabah O oh is our researcher and floor manager. I'm your host, Richard Lamberti. Thank you for being a part of Gaze Talking Straight.